Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shook Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Today, we wanted to explore the topic of money, specifically looking at value, investing in our business, and the money mindset. In my experience, women are often uncomfortable talking about money, especially when they are in business for themselves. In your own business, money can feel like it is directly tied to your value. What I've seen over the last two decades of working with women is that income, pricing, and the way someone invests in their business is a reflection of where they are with their value. So how do we shift our money mindset, invest more in ourselves, and recognize our value? Let's explore. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to liberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Schick-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey. we got a juicy topic I think we're going to dive in today. So, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. get started. Okay, I love it. So today we really wanted to bring up something that I think is going to be a really interesting ride for this episode because, you know, we we never have any idea where things are going to go, so we just dive in and start talking. And one of the topics we wanted to bring up is really about value and the money mindset and investing around your business because I don't think we talk enough about money and women. Like I think women struggle to talk about money. We tr- we struggle with sort of our money mindset. And I think a lot of people struggle with investing in their business, right? They're always sort of like, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the money to do that. So we thought today we would really like bring this up and bring it to the surface and explore it. Like what is sort of the money mindset? What is it about our value that we struggle with? And, you know, what is it about investing in our business? Mm-hmm. And, you know, money and women, I I just was reflecting on, I've done a lot of work on my own consciousness around money, but it's constantly something I'm seeking more guidance around. And I've noticed that it's sometimes hard to find women in that space that are really discussing it. I have found a few books um, and I've been kind of diving in and I love Marianne Williamson has a whole thing about the divine um, law of divine compensation, which is about being more conscious with the energy of money. But yeah, I was um, reflecting before we just jumped into this, where do women go to get guidance about money? Really, if we're not resonating with some of the corporate culture or like the, the you know, bro culture of high investment and VC mm. capital and all of that, it's like, where are the women going? Where are we talking about this? So I'm curious for myself to dive into this conversation with you today, Sonia, because I think it's just a lot of our listeners are probably sitting on the, sitting on the edge of their seat saying, yeah, can we please find where this is? Like, where are these women? Where can we go for more support around this topic? 
Yeah. And I think it's interesting because what I think is we sort of got, like a lot of things that we talk about on this podcast, I think we've sort of got these two sides to sort of the, the money, right? You've got sort of the masculine side to money, which is really about structure and money and making money in your business and being successful. And there's whole, there's this sort of, you know, really masculine driving idea of money. Or you've got this really far opposite ungroundedness around money. Cause, you know, like I, honestly don't buy into the stuff of I can sit here and visualize money and it's going to come to me. Like I, I don't actually buy into that. Sorry. And um, for those of you who I know who get into it, I mean, there's the secret, there's all these sort of things that have for years talked about manifesting money, but I don't think it's as easy as sitting around and believing in it, believing it will just come. So you kind of got this sort of ungroundedness of saying, yes, I can just visualize money and it will come. I can put it on a vision board and it will come, you know, or you've got this like, okay, let's go. Let's make a lot of money. It's all about sales. But where's the in-between? That's a great question. (laughs) That's what I'm curious about too. Where's the in-between? And I mean, I think this is is what we have to explore, right? Because I don't think it's a common topic. I think a lot of women are super uncomfortable talking about money. This is my experience. Like whether it's my clients or whether it's groups of women, I've had conversations I've started with groups of women as well. Like I find women are really uncomfortable around money. And, and specifically women in business, right? Because it's a little bit different when you're getting money from corporate. You've got a regular income and salary and you spend money or, you know, like everyone's sort of got their money beliefs. But when money is directly tied to your value, which it is in business, then that is a whole yeah. sort of other ball game, right? I mean, one of the things I, I've been um, working on in my TED Talk is talking about how you know, business is such a reflection of where we struggle with value. Mm. It it totally – I can look at someone's business and I can tell you what they're struggling with with value because it will show up everywhere. It will show up in their marketing and their sales and their pricing and their packaging and how much time they're giving to clients. Like all of that shows up in their business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is very true. I mean, it's what we've talked about before with um, business being a mirror into your unconscious. <laughs> it's like this personal development program. I mean, it has this way. And I think that money is one of those. Um, it's one of those predictors, right? It's like you look at how people are operating around money in their business. Like you said, it says a lot more than just how they're how they're viewing their business financially. It's how are they viewing their own sense of worth? How are they putting value on the service or the product that they're offering? How comfortable are they with receiving? Um, You know, we talk a lot about, I've noticed with a lot of my clients and with just entrepreneurs that I'm in my peer groups, there's a lot of discussion about how to make more like an earner, like how to be a better earner. I've got to, like you were saying, more the masculine. How do I get that money? What am I going to sell more of? How am I going to be more visible? How am I going to grow my brand? But then what's interesting is when I've asked them to just put all that aside for a moment, close their eyes and imagine receiving that money. 
What's it going to be like for you if that money was there and you were actually to let it come in? Where's it going to go? How are you going to feel that in your body? How are you going to let that go into your business? And they're often shocked because they've never actually even done that little exercise before of imagining the money coming in. They've just so focused on the output, like I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. It's like, well, what's going to happen when you get it? Yeah. And where are you going to let that money go? And yeah. are you going to push it away because unconsciously you're not really comfortable? So are you going to sabotage it? Are you going to invest it in something else or give it away? Or, you know, if, if you haven't really looked at what your relationship to the giving and the receiving of money, then I just see a lot of, and that's been an aha for me as well, because I have had to stop and look at that um, from time to time when money's not flowing. It's usually not a question of where's the money not coming from. It's why am I not letting it come? Mm. Why am I not letting myself receive this for some reason? And I've noticed that women struggle with that more often than men. And we could explore that one. Yeah, yeah look, they do. Definitely. Like I've worked a lot with men and women and there's different – everybody has, I think men or women have sort of money mindsets, right? I don't think – you know, it's exclusive to gender, obviously. But I think there's different sort of social and cultural things that have been in uh, intertwined with our mindsets so that it does sort of have a, a difference in gender. So I know for men, it's much more about breadwinning. Like there is a lot about money, right? It's a, There's an obsession with money, actually. It's about breadwinning. It's about status. It's about – there's a whole sort of thing. And for women, we struggle to ask for it. We struggle to receive it. It's like, you know, there's there's actually a challenge with our value. And I think part of that is because, well, hey, we've been doing work for centuries that we don't get paid for, right? We raise the kids. Ding, ding, we're ding, housewives. Ding. We're domestic goddesses, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, all of those things. And even in the work environment, we're paid less. So there's a whole sort of like that, those cultural beliefs, they're so deeply embedded, right? We don't even realize them. And so I think, you know, it's really important that everybody starts to look at what is your mindset around money? Like really, what are your patterns around money? They're really important. I mean, my whole life I've been shifting through money mindsets. I grew up in a household where it was really about being a martyr, right? You give up all your money. You sacrifice it all. Like the more you're a martyr – the better you are as a person, right? Like these are so deeply embedded into myself that my whole life it's been like, okay, here's another layer about money I need to to work through. Here's another layer about money I need to work through. Here's another layer. And I don't think it stops. I mean, we have to keep sort of busting through these money mindsets. Um, but I think, you know, the most important thing obviously first is you have to even recognize what your mindset is. And I have mm-hmm. yet to meet a woman who doesn't need to break through some serious money mindsets. <laughs> yes. And I have that in myself and, and it's multiple times, right? I work on that mindset. I think, oh, I've made this great shift. And then there it is again. And I think that one of the most powerful things for me was to realize that if I didn't start feeling more comfortable and just at home with money, then I was never going to do the things I wanted to do in the world as far as being very mission driven when you're when you're very purpose driven and mission driven that's huge but what you can forget is that there there's a need for the energy of money to lift up those aspirations mm-hmm. and to be that social impact in this 
culture, we use money as a way of growing that platform and exchanging. It doesn't mean that you're only focused about, you're focused on the money, but you're, you've got to be focused on how money is churning like within your business and how it creates and amplifies your impact. And for me as like coming from the nonprofit world and um, being social mission driven, I don't know why it took me so long, but I had to make that connection to I want to serve on a really larger global level. I'm going to need to be more and more comfortable with working with money in order to do that, to be philanthropic, to be able to even choose to give of your business. Like I would look at companies and think, well, sure, you can do that. You can donate this or you can donate that because you have all this money. I had to stop feeling like that was out of reach for me and say, well, okay, then how do you do that? If you want to be able to take a higher percent of your profit and make a donation to something you support, you got to figure out how to be okay with profit and that passion and profit being something that's um, good together. It's well matched. And I can definitely speak for a lot of, you know, health and healers and for the nonprofit. There's this early messaging that it's so not about the money. I remember telling people early on as a young 20 something that I was studying psychology and I wanted to be a therapist and well-meaning people, they would go, oh, that's great. That's what is what a noble profession. I mean, you're not going to make a lot of money, but that's awesome, right? It's immediately it was this messaging and I didn't realize that as a young person, I took that to mean, oh, I don't, I shouldn't expect to make money and somehow making money might make me less noble, right? Like those messages start so young. So you're talking about like historically that we get messages not being supported for all the care work that we do. And then even all of the young women in university and getting all of this great education, sometimes when we choose certain professions that have been seen more in that care work industry, they're like, oh, okay, great. No nobility over money. It's like, I don't know why that has to be such a strong message for our young people, especially young women. Yeah. And it's interesting because even as you're talking, what I'm thinking is so we have to even be careful about how, like what we're saying and thinking, right? Because so, so many times we disguise it. Like we're like, no, I'm comfortable with making money because then I can give more, right? Even that Mm -hmm. is not really comfortable Mm -hmm. with money, right? Because it's it's almost like we have this reflector that doesn't actually receive money, but we're like, well, it's okay to receive money if I'm going to give it back out. It's okay to receive money yeah. if I'm going to have more impact for other people. It's okay right. to receive and it, it's almost like this sort of barrier or block that we have. And so we as soon as we think about receiving money, we're just going to bounce it right back, right? Yeah. It's like it's going to bounce yeah. back. We don't actually totally, but, Go ahead. Yeah, but I was yeah. going to say, girl, you don't know how long it's taken me to just get to that point, but <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Right? Like, you know, it's like so many health and healers like you can't even get them to realize like they need money. Like yeah. they're actually going to have to make money. So I'm really proud of myself to get to this place, but I can feel that. Like I feel yeah. that next leap is like, oh, I actually have to feel comfortable with holding it's on, to, like feeling yeah. money, you yeah. know, holding money in my hands. That's an exercise you can do. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's it's allowing it to come into our body. It's feeling like we're valuable and worth it to receive it. Right. And this is hard. I mean, it's hard for me too. Like, it's not like this. I'm, I've got it mastered by any means. Like this is an area I'm constantly exploring for myself. And, and what I find is I get to a level where I'm normalizing a certain level of money. And then 
I've got to move to another level and I'm, I'm reflecting it again. You know, I'm like, and so this is sort of this constant place, but I think we need to become more aware energetically of how we are perceiving money and what it feels like. Do we actually feel really comfortable receiving it? Like large amounts. Imagine 50,000. I mean, I know a lot of people will say, of course, I want to make a million dollars. Like, you know, I mean, I've seen, oh my God, so many posts where the focus is on, do you want to make a million dollars? Well, and everybody's like, I want to make a million dollars. I'm like, like a small percentage of you are going to make a million dollars. Like it's one thing to talk about it. I'm saying, what does it actually feel like in your body? Because one person, you know, I might get a client here who's like, yeah, I want to make a million dollars, but it's in their head, like in their body, it's saying, I won't even be able to receive (laughs) 10,000. Yes. Yes. Well, and the evidence that we see to that are the studies that have been done on those who've won large sums of money, you know, the lottery or different things that people, you know, contest and stuff. And it's so fascinating because so many of these people thought that that was going to change their world. It was just going to make their life so much better. And they hit their beliefs about money and they're not comfortable receiving those sums of money. And a lot of times they end up with less money then they started off before they won the money just because it was so uncomfortable for them, either the mismanagement or just simply not believing that it was, you know, we talked about um, Gay Hendricks's upper limit problem, you know, maybe hitting that. It's like, I'm not okay to have this mon- money, much money. I'm not comfortable in my body being with this. And we have so many mixed messages about money in this society. You do see where greed gets unhealthy and out of balance. And you see people, you know, afraid that it's going to corrupt them. And, you know, I don't know. We probably talk more about corruption of money than we do, um, you know, in the media and in store in in news than we do about the positive stories. I mean, how often do you really hear about all the amazing work that's being done in the in the positive use of money? Right. It's like when it makes headlines. Yeah. Well, and, and what's often. interesting is that the, the, we even make money the subject, right? Because all money is is a value exchange, right? Money is nothing. Right. Like money right. is this thing we've, we've thing given we a made definition up and to. Decided, yeah. Yeah. To give it value. Yeah. But it's the value exchange, right? So there's no money corruption. There's people corruption, right? And it's not even the money that's corrupting them. They were already corrupted to begin with. Right. Or they would never even the money like how many if you're an integrity person and you get a lot of money, you're going to be in integrity with that money. The money is not going to corrupt you. You already had the corruption. Right. I mean, I think we've really got to like we've really got to sort of break this apart. There's so many pieces that we just sort of lump together and we don't recognize like like money is never the thing. Right. Money is never the issue. That's like when people come to me and they say, I want money. I'm like, no, you don't. What do you really want? Or, you know, people say, I don't like money. Well, no, that's not it either because there because money's nothing. Like just remove mm-hmm. money and figure out where the real energetic tie is. And I think it's interesting because one of the pieces is that I think a lot of women especially have wounds around money, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got sort of these wounds and it's not really around money. It's around value. So, you know, maybe we had experiences in our life where people didn't value us, where, you know, we had experiences of people who were corrupted by money. There, there's sort of these these pieces that we've experienced in our own being that then creates these wounds. And a lot of people haven't handled those wounds around money. And then that's what comes up when they're in business. And all of a sudden, their value and money issues are like right at the surface. 
And like you mentioned earlier, unlike when you're accepting a paycheck, money is so much more tied. It's right there. It's in your face. It's tied to your business in the world and how it's operating, where receiving a paycheck, negotiating for a higher salary, that still can be tough, but it's not quite as personal as when you're an entrepreneur. And your ability to make money or your, you know, either your perception of money or other people's perception of money, it all gets very personal really quick because mm. it's a reflection of you. Yeah, exactly. And especially, it's especially because like one of the things is I work primarily with service businesses, right? Because I don't really like working with products. It's a whole different dynamic. It's a whole thing. It's not my enjoyment. And and with products, you can disassociate yourself and your value enough that it's just a commodity, right? You you sell products, you're getting money for it. Like it's a whole sort of different experience. But when you're a service professional, your business is you. The services you're getting paid for, they are you. <laughs> They are, yeah, they're your mindset, your ideas, your thoughts, whatever it is, it's completely related to you. And because mm-hmm. of that, it's so directly tied to your value that if you are not handling your own money mindset and your own value issues, you will not succeed in business, period. And this is what a lot of people aren't addressing. They're going out there. They're trying to like deal with marketing. Like that's the obsession, right? Like I need more marketing. I need more leads. I need more. Well, actually, if you shift your money mindset, you shift your issues with value, you're going to get them automatically. Like you're not going to need to go out and do more marketing. You're going to run into people who see your value right away because you've shifted it internally. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also think that on that note, People are often looking for, let's see if I can um, untangle this in my mind. I was just thinking about we value money as this thing that we're going to go out and get, kind of going back to the earner. Mm. And what really happens when it's energetic exchange, it's not some, you know, object like we see it as this gold nugget, right? It's like, oh, this money, it's this gold sitting in this chest and we're going to go get it and bring it into our business and make our business successful. We, We commodify it. But what energy exchange is, is relationships. Like we're humans and we build value and abundance through connection. And then we go, oh, I'll share my resources with you. Oh, energetically, I'm going to give you this and you're going to give me that. And it's really interesting because money mindset is such this energetic relationship exchange that is innately humanity. Like this Mm. is why we're tribal. But we've somehow taken the idea of money and made it an object, made it this commodity, something that can be like, and misused. And it's like we somehow have diminished the true value of exchanges that we are doing, you know, human to human. And so I'm just kind of unpacking that right now in my brain. Mm, so true. And, and I think if we, if we really looked at it that way, we would see more of our value. Right. I mean, I know everybody yeah. kind of gets caught in like, oh, can I charge that? You know, yes. Like this is, yes. you can charge a lot because you're giving a lot of value. Look at how much value you're giving someone, you know, and if they can see the value, they'll pay you for it. And this is, a, mm-hmm. a, I talk so much because I work with, with mainly helping service professionals do high ticket 
sales, like not low products and not sort of this ladder thing, but actually high ticket, high ticket, high value. They're providing a super amount of value to their clients and they're getting a lot of money in return, right? That is a clean exchange. Whereas what happens a lot with, especially with women is we give up a lot of value that is not ever exchanged. So then we get drained then we're not making the kind of money that we deserve. Then there's a whole, and there's a whole thing in that, right? Like I know for myself personally, I was rewarded and praised for being a giver. I was, I had an identity wrapped around sacrificing everything for people, right? And, and for my entire life, like, I mean, really, like I've just seriously busted through this even in the last five years, you know, so, mm-hmm. My whole life was about that. Give more than I receive. Give more than I receive. Give more than I receive. I mean, like, my, my chiropractor, he's so amazing. And he's, we've done so much work together over the last four years. He, he calls me like, I was like a plug for people. Like, they would just plug me in and I would be their energetic plug. Right. And that, and that was what I saw myself as. That was my identity. And I was, I was not going to give it up. I was getting something out of it, obviously, praise and, you know, all these things, but it wasn't a clean exchange. Right. Those people weren't really valuing what they were getting. I wasn't being valued. I was getting drained and exhausted. And this is the pieces that we sort of have to unpack around this topic. Like it's not just about money. It's so much about the value exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And women, like you were saying earlier, historically are not, not provided with equal pay for certain certain job for most jobs, right? So there's not that equal, but so there's not as much a reward that we're getting. So we're getting, we've learned to take the um, praise. We've learned to take the, you're such a great, good girl, great job. You know, look at you serving, you know, it's like, we've learned to take that. Um, so I really identify and resonate with what you're saying. Cause I've done that too. Just really identified around being the giver. And it's time to start realizing that that is not necessarily, um, it's not even really what we want for women. If we're asking that we want to equal pay, we need to start valuing energetic exchanges that are not just like, Oh, you did such a great job, you know, staying the giver. It's like, what are you, how are you an equal contributor in society? It's like, we have to start feeling that for, to be the feminist that continues to fight for that in the world or to put that out there and to advocate for it. Then we have to personally start feeling that within our businesses. And this is something that we kind of briefly talked about. You and I've talked about um, before is one of the challenges for women, I think is that we don't have a lot of role models. We don't, I have plenty of role models of women that are sacrificing their energy (laughs) all over the place and they're amazing. They're doing great things. I mean, even I've heard people say, well, um, you know, when they feel like they're not doing or not doing enough, they're like, well, but, but you know, someone like mother Teresa, I'm like, honey, Mother Teresa, yeah, she gave up her life in service. But you know what? Who had her back was like the church. I mean, she had a home and she had food Mm -hmm. and she made that choice to be able to serve. But she made sure that she had her basic needs met. And somehow we idealize certain women that are that that are just like giving and giving and giving and putting them on some sort of pedestal in which they don't ask for anything. They just give. And then we see men at the top that we think, well, we don't want to be like them. They seem like they're all about that. 
And I just wonder if it's one of the big problems is we don't have a lot of women at the top that are really balanced with their masculine and their feminine and are really abundant in feeling amazing in their bodies about giving and receiving and seeing their contributions as well as their ways in which they receive. Where are those, right? Well, and this, and this, this, there's a couple of things I want to talk about in this specifically, right? So the one is, yes, the challenge is there's not a lot of role models. I mean, I'm experiencing this right now. I'm ready to step up to another level in my business. I'm looked for a mentor who's a woman. And I kind of find two things. I find sort of these aggressive, high-performing achievers, you know, who are like a little bit more masculine, who are in that realm. Like, you know, we're talking like pretty high realm. Or you sort of find these people who are like oh, just the wrong kind of feminine. High heels, you know, the, the sex in the city kind of personality, <laughs> you know, like – that's not me either. And, and mm-hmm. I can't resonate with any of those people that level. Like to me, they're not real. Like there's a, there's either this super aggressive and maybe they are more masculine women and, you know, which is, can be very natural for some people. And that's great. Or, you know, they're, they're sort of this very other kind of feminine, but neither of mm-hmm. those do I resonate with. And I think where are the women who are real, who are grounded and who are killing it? And in their success level, right? Who are really breaking through these money mindsets and these paradigm shifts to create huge empires. Like where are those women that are real and grounded and doing it? And I don't Mm -hmm. think there's enough of them. I'm sure there's a few out there, but I don't think there's enough. And yeah. And because of that, and there's a lot of them that aren't doing one-on-one, you know, so many people have moved to online programs, which I think we don't need any more online programs. Like, honestly, yeah. we don't. We need like, We need to start together support. again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look into each other's eyes and feel each other's nervous systems. Yeah. It's like, we need people. We need tribes. Yeah. We don't need more online programs. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that yeah. this is one of the, you know, one of the things that's challenging is that, you know, more of us need to be stepping up into this. More of us need to be cleaning up our money stuff so that we can step into those places, so that we can be the leader, so that we can be the role models for other women to say, yes, you can be real. You can have balance. You can have families and you can super succeed. Yes, you can. Like, I think that that's one of the primary issues that we need to be looking at. And it brings me also into sort of this concept that I want to talk about today around investing in your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of share something that I've experienced for myself. You know, I can get sort of comfortable and sitting in an area of my business where it's not growing, right? Like I'm just kind of at this place for a period of time. I'm coasting sort of at the same speed, if you will. And I'm not motivated to really, really punch it to the next level. And part of that for me is because either A, I'm not investing, which can kick you into gear, or B, I'm not in the right environment. See, if I'm the big fish in my environment, I'm not motivated to, to grow anymore. Right. Because I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm able to give out my advice, help the people that are the smaller fish. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the big fish in the pond. My expertise is there and I'm able to, you know, um, continue to stay comfortable. But when I step up 
and invest in a bigger program, invest in my business in a bigger way, or surround myself in an environment with people who are way at a higher level than I am. And I become the small fish. For me, that is super motivating. Like all of a sudden, I am putting more energy in. I'm surrounded by these successful people who are helping me to normalize that level of success. See, I think far too many women are surrounded either by people who are at the same level or people who at, who are at a lower level. And not that there's like low and high, but you know, they, they haven't quite reached their, the success level that they're at. And that environment is not conducive to more success. Hmm. Yeah. And as you're talking, it's making me think about where, you know, you said the normalization. It's like, and as you describe normalizing success, you are speaking about being in a supportive space, like where you're most likely around um, people that you're developing relationships with. You trust them. You're like the small fish in a big pond, but these people are um, the real deal. What I feel like women are doing is instead of finding that that community and finding those people that are truly mentors and that want to help the little fish, they're looking towards online um, representations of success and normalizing success through the perfect Pinterest images or Instagram or Facebook is not what we're talking about here. I just want to be really, really clear because that is actually causing a disservice to many of us mm. to look at the images of um, brand, just like the way that brands are trying to communicate a certain value and then not doing it in very real ways. So it's, um, you know, look at this, look at me on top of the mountain on my famous, um, you know, on this, in this beautiful vacation spot and with this famous person or, you know, with this five, spread meal that I just cooked up for my family in five minutes. Like women are trying to normalize success, but they're not showing the effort involved with getting to those places. And your real community is going to show you support and they're going to validate your effort and they're going to encourage your effort. And I don't know if I'm being as clear as I want to be in this point, but I just feel like we need the real communities because otherwise we're going to normalize some level of success that is not real. That's oh. as, that's an effortless facade is if super, oh, right. They were yes. all just like killing it, but not breaking a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Which know? is all bullshit. Like, right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, like, I think it is ridiculous to, to be so many women are comparing themselves to social media and what they see. They, you know, someone ha who has a hundred thousand Instagram followers and someone who has this and that and, and it's all BS, right? I have looked behind the hood of so many businesses and a lot yeah. of businesses are not succeeding. It's an image. It is a positioning yeah. that they have for themselves. And it is, it's, business is hard. And we say this all the time. And I still see this all the time in groups that I'm in. And women are like, I don't know how everyone's doing it. You know, like I, it's so hard. And, and so many people set themselves up for failure. They start a business. They think it's going to be easy because everybody made it look easy. And it's freaking hard. It is so hard. And I yeah. think that. Yeah, this is the piece is that we have to, to normalize success, to normalize a higher level of success has nothing to do with ease. It has 
zero to do with ease. It has zero to do with image. You will not normalize success by surrounding yourself with images, by surrounding yourself with a vision board, by surrounding yourself with social media images. Like you have to see it in real time. You have to see Mm -hmm. what the people are struggling with and going through to understand how to normalize it. You cannot get that in an online program. You can't. You have to get that with real people and in a real group over time. Mm-hmm. And and Absolutely. Just, just to also add to it, you have to be doing it with your own action. Like every level of success that I normalize has to do with me taking a lot of action and failing and then trying again and succeeding. Like you don't just normalize even by just being in an environment. You normalize by being in an environment, trying things, you know, like exercising your practice and, and getting, getting it. Like you have to internalize it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Coming back to the embodiment and being really in your, in yourself, in your own skin, in your body and know that you're putting your trust in people that you're watching them do the work and they're showing you the effort involved. That actually is cr- if you, if somebody is showing you sort of this effortlessness, like I just got from A to Z and no time. And I mean, that's where you just kind of maybe pause and, and ask them, are you, you know, is there something I'm not seeing here? Because it's the women that the women that have really helped me the most, they do break it down. They don't discourage me. They see my passion. So they say, Hey, you know, you've got a great concept. You've got a lot of passion and I can see you're going somewhere with it, but just know it may take many more years than you're anticipating, or it may take, you know, this or that and all this different action that they're not being discouraging. They're just being honest. And they are often, I actually heard someone say like, the reason you don't meet those women is because they're busy running their businesses and not taking selfies on social media. Like they're actually doing it and look for those women. And you can feel when they come in a room you can feel their confidence because they have found themselves in their work, you know, and they're connected to themselves. And there's an energy that you can feel when people are in that place. And so when you encounter women that just have a, have a, a certain like in groundedness about them mm-hmm. and they're honest, like they'll, they're not, you know, um, they're not like bypassing like difficult things, but they're also saying, you know, this is a part of it. And those are the women I look for in a networking group. I can just kind of feel their truth, you know, and I think I need that woman in my tribe. I need that person on my side because I can see that they get it and they hold like, and that's where you were talking about, like you kind of level up your peer support. Like who are you hanging around? And it's not just like, who's successful on the outside, but who do you really feel embodies success that's normalized it, that's done their work, you know, that you can feel it. Yeah. And you want to spend more time around those women because they are, they are the ones that are now the role models of what, and, and hopefully we'll get to a point where that's actually the norm. A lot of women in very high top leadership positions being people that we could find easily and look up to. <laughs> we'll see more and more of that. Yeah, look at that. And I mean, I really hope that's what, <laughs> that's what we're doing here, you know, is trying to encourage that. 
But I think, you know, that's a good point too is, you know, if you're looking for someone to be mentored by or looking for someone, a coach or you're looking to be involved in a mastermind or a group or something to where you can up level, you need to be looking at what they are putting out, right? If it's all image, if it's all happy selfies and all life is so good, I, I would be really hesitant to trust them. Whereas if they're talking about realness, if they're talking about how it's tough, but, you know, there are ways to succeed, you know, if they're talking about the, the, the truths around what it is actually like to be in business and it's not all the happy, happy, life is great, you can totally do this and sit on the beach and have passive income, you know, those are the people I would gravitate towards because they've done the work and they're honest about it. And that's the mm-hmm. people you want to learn from. See, and this is the thing is we, we don't realize – I think too many women, and this is part of what I think is the money mindset or the poverty consciousness, too many women are sitting around trying to just get more information, right, for free. They're trying to, you know, download the latest funnel for free, you know, sign up for a newsletter, go get a book. And I'm not saying book reading isn't amazing. Like it is. It's powerful. It's good. But they're, it's like they're still trying to just suck out all these things that are free instead of seriously investing in their success, seriously investing in their business, investing in someone who's been there and done that, who can actually help you step up to another level. And I mean, this is, it's so important. Every time I seriously invest in my business, like it completely changes. Everything changes. I mean, and sometimes I've invested when I don't have the money, right? I've found the money for, yeah. for programs and for coaches and for mentors where I didn't have the money. Like, you know, I hardly was making anything and I would go find $10,000, right? You, you, you do it. And the thing is, is when you break through that mindset, everything in your business shifts and things start happening automatically. I find that with a ton of my clients. Like, some of my clients will find the money, they'll invest in my program, and boom, all of a sudden, before they've even done anything in my program, a client comes to them, right? Or an opportunity mm-hmm. comes to them. It's like they did nothing but shift their mindset. That's it. That's all they did. Yeah. And I'm not saying you, you can sustain that. Like you have to work, right? You have to actually right. put in practical actions, and I teach that. But changing your mind shift is everything. And I find the same for me. Like I get to a place where I'm normalized in the place that I'm at and I have to invest more and I have to invest big, you know, more than I have at the time. But what that does is it pushes me to such a high level quickly that instantly Mm -hmm. I start creating so much more income, so much more impact. I see everything different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to talk about because not enough people do Yes. Well, and it's, it's the mindset that we often talk about. It's not, and this is becoming more conscious of the unconscious beliefs that you may have just picked up for, you know, along the way. And it starts with just having these kinds of conversations with yourself, listening to us kind of go through it, then thinking with yourself, then invite some other women in your current community to talk about money and how they feel about value and where is it something that maybe they're completely killing it and doing awesome and loving it. And then where is it, where, where is it holding them back? Just start having these conversations. Actually find it really refreshing in my coworking community. Every time we pick the topic of money, every, it always has a good turnout and people seem relieved that we're going to just put it out there. 
And maybe for women, yeah, there's a taboo. There's not a lot of modeling. They didn't see money handled very often by women in their family. Then they get married and they don't know what to do about their money. So they're letting their, you know, I've heard some really sad stories about that where women don't know what's happening with money and then they go through a divorce or, you know, so there's just kind of these long, like continuing patterns of us not feeling truly empowered with money, not conscious about money. And again, I think that for me, when I take it out of commodity, when I don't think of it as this paper bill, this realizing that it's energy that we've given value to, and that my desire is to create more and more abundance through energetic exchanges that just fuel humanity. I don't know, like they just feel good, right? It's like if I'm thinking about building relationships, how is my business showing up and how is, I don't know, it's, it's funny how I can be, you know, in my early 40s before I ever realized that money could feel different, that it could be something that I actually enjoy thinking about or wanting to experience. Because before it was kind of this thing, this necessary, right? The necessary evil of money. It's like, oh no, you're an entrepreneur, you're gonna have to deal with money. It's like, no, it doesn't have to feel that way. It can feel completely different. And I've definitely started down that, that path. And I didn't have that when I first started a business for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, (laughs) this is, this is what I have my clients do. And I think this is a really good practice for anyone. If you want to see where your mindset around money really is, raise your business prices by 50%. Just raise your (laughs) prices and see how that feels. How does it feel to tell people what you, what you're charging? How does it feel to receive that much money? See, I don't know any women who aren't charging too little. Like every woman yeah. I know is charging too little, right? So so one of the first things I do with my client is I make them raise their prices, right? And it's not it's not the practice of raising prices. It is the mindset stuff they hit. Wow. Like, yeah. It can take them down fast. And it's so yeah. interesting because then I'm able to say, see, this is what's going on. See, there's this value mm-hmm. issue. See, let's talk about what your value really is. And then, you know, they have to go through this process of stepping more and more into their value of being, you know, being like, oh my God, eventually they get to a place where they're like, hell yeah, I am so worth it. Like I am providing so much value. But at first they're like, oh, no one will, no one will pay that. There's no way anyone will pay that. You know, like, and then they go through this whole like back and forth, back and forth. But eventually they get to a place where like, no, no, I am offering a huge amount of value. Like it is a good value exchange. So so it's a good place to start to look at, you know, wherever you are in your business, raise your prices 50% and see how you handle it. And that's going to be a huge <laughs> reflection to where your money mindset is. Or if you've got a goal, like if you've got a goal for what you want to make a month, raise that by $10,000 a month. And see how that feels. Where does it sit in your body? How does it feel in your mind? How do you feel receiving that, right? Because that's the real test. It's not a test to go into your mind and say, oh, I feel good with money. And, you know, I have no problem. I want to make a million dollars. And I've got that on my vision board. Appreciate all of that. Like I, I get that perspective of visualizing something. I believe in that. I do that. I have my clients do that to some degree. But it is actually taking action around it that really tells you where your mindset is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good exercise. So just imagining 
that. Yeah, I can feel myself like, okay, then what would I start saying? And how would I explain my value? And da, 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 right? It's like you can just go down this. <laughs> this path. And of course, like every health uh, and wellness professional is always like, but does that mean I can't do sliding scale? Because you know, I have my sliding scale. And it's hilarious because I'm in groups with other therapists. And we talk about um, setting our prices, we practice like on the phone saying my prices, and almost all of them will admit when they first raise their prices, and they, they practice giving their price, that before the person even responds, they start in on, and if you can't afford that, then I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I do offer sliding scale. It's like they don't even skip a beat. Like the person hasn't even responded. And that's just how uncomfortable we are with, you know, and it is, it's a good exercise in realizing why is that? And yes, there's, there's still ways that you can give back to your community. This was something I had to realize too, because I'm a, because I needed to know that I was still accessible on certain, on certain way, in certain ways as a person and a mentor tell, told me once, they're like, why are you choosing your business to be that, that community service? Like you're doing volunteering at your kid's school and you're, you know, volunteering in the neighborhood and you're picking up trash on your street and you're doing this. And then you're like donating money through your other business. And it's like, how many things are you going to pick to be your service? And so I think that's something also to think it, we're not saying that there aren't ways that you contribute mm. just completely out of a, of a desire to like, I'm donating supplies to hurricane Harvey, you know, I've been doing that since the hurricanes and stuff that you need to look at how much are you doing? Give yourself credit for the fact that you are showing up for your community, but maybe your business where you're actually earning the energy exchange to feed your own family and to take care of your goals and to feed into something bigger. Why does that have to be the place? It can be, completely something that is about you and that abundance. And I don't know, I had to make that mind shift to realize like that sliding scale slot doesn't have to be the only way that I give back. And maybe it's not financially the best option for me at this time, because maybe I need that support in my business, you know? And so, yeah, just going through all of the different ways yeah, look, and I think, you know, two things to what you said is one is, you know, because this is a sales thing, right? So a lot of times I'm teaching people to do sales, you know, I'm telling them, you're going to give the, you know, the customer that you're talking to your price, and then you're going to shut up. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to shut yeah, up. Exactly. If they say something like, oh, that's a lot of money, you're just going to shut up. <laughs> You're not going to say anything, right? You're not going to defend. You're not going to respond. You're not going to be like, well, it's a lot of value. Nothing. You're just going to yeah. let them sit with it. And that's okay because they might not be a good fit for you because they not might mm -hmm. not want to spend that much money and they might not see your value. And that just means they're not a good fit. No problem. But you are not going to defend yourself. You're not going to try to create a sliding scale. You're not going to yeah. say, oh, I'll give you a discount of $2,000, right? Like all of that <laughs> is value stuff. And we don't even recognize yeah. how much it's infiltrated into our entire being. And so I think, you know, that's one of the important things. But I was also going to say one of the other things is, you know, I so agree with you. You can give in a lot of ways. Like we're, I'm giving all the time. But I think you have to create structure around your giving. Right. So, yeah. so, you know, give freely at your kid's school or, you know, you have to figure out sort of where your boundaries and structures are. In business, I'm one for creating high value packages, high value offerings so that you can give your all in your business. See, I give my all to my clients, but I'm getting paid for it. 
And this is the mm-hmm. piece that's so yes. important. It's about the value exchange. So if you're giving a huge amount of value in your business, do it. Amazing. It feels so good. I love it. I love giving all of myself in my business. So do that, but make sure you're getting paid an equal exchange for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so look, I mean, this is a, I feel like we could probably have multiple episodes on this topic and we might. So, you know, this was sort of our first dive into money. We've talked about mindset in another episode, you know, but I really want to bring up the piece of investing, which we've talked about as well. So, you know, I don't know, Laura, any last thoughts before we wrap up? I think I'll just say that one big aha that I recently had, and it was from reading Marianne Williamson's book, the, um, the law of divine compensation was that I have been giving mixed messages um, to the universe, uh, so to speak, about my feelings about money. And so that's something I started getting really clear that I can want something and feel something and then I can say something completely different. So what I love about what you're saying and what we're talking about on on this um, episode here, this podcast is just start to get a little bit more clear about how you feel about your value, your money story, prejudices you have about about money, because it is worth diving into. You examine, self-examine so many things in your life. So just look at this energetic relationship you have with money, because I definitely found that I was saying one thing and then doing another. I launched a business, but I was treating it like a nonprofit. You know, I launched a uh, something that was about charging money, but I was, you know, being like, well, thanks for your contributions, you know, not thank you for your business. It's like th- there was a, a mixed mm-hmm. message that I was sending about what I was really doing. And not only was I me- messing my own mind up about that, you know, people aren't clear about what I'm about. And the universe isn't sending a lot of things my way when it's like, oh, yeah, you're good. And, you know, it's like you don't really you, you kind of think that money's right. right so you, we're not going to send you a lot of it. So just that is my advice to myself that's constantly still working this through. And anyone who's listening that resonates just being more aware mm-hmm. and mindful. And also, if you open yourself up to the idea of exploring money, you'll probably come across more and more talks or authors or people books. That's what I have found in my experience. If I just open up to it all of a sudden, you know, that podcast pops up. That's the one I need to listen to or the book somebody recommends and just start down that path being really curious with yourself to see what you might not have understood before Mm. about this glorious thing we call equal exchange. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, the other, I think that's really good and beautiful and something, cause this is the piece. It has to start with awareness. And I think one of the things just to sort of leave you all with too, is that your business reflects what you really feel and think. It's not what you wish you felt and thought. So, so whatever's going on in your business financially, it will be a reflection of what's happening internally. So if you don't become aware of what's going on with your mindset and, and sort of your money beliefs and all of that, you will continue to create those outwardly in your business, no matter what you wish you thought. So it is so important to start to work in this area because we need to be leaders. Women need to be leading financially, emotionally, 
um, physically in the world. Like it is time and we need you. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.